1: Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart Podcast. Your co host Daryl
0: Amy here with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? You know what's going on, Daryl. I'm 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 a happy camper. Because my beloved Dodgers are going to the World Series. You just, I cried like a freaking baby last night. (laughs) The
1: the score, I mean, for, and by the way, for any Chicago Cubs fans who are listeners to the Selling from the Heart podcast, my apologies. And by the way, if you're new here, welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. You've joined a community of sales professionals that is committed to being excellent doing the hard work, being genuine, authentic, and selling from the heart. And uh, so if you are a Cubs fan, I apologize. Larry Levine is a diehard, raving, I've never seen a a fan more than Larry is a Dodgers fan. And so congratulations on, on that dismantling the Cubs last night and doing uh, from a sports standpoint. What we want to all do from a sales standpoint, which is just dominate. I mean, that was an ex- uh, an impressive show of force. So, congratulations, Larry. I can see the smile on your face. Right?
0: Uh, I'm lo- I'm loving it, but I can't. I I can only bask in it for at least one more day because the real work starts on Tuesday. So and so there it is. Just like sales, right? It feels
1: good to win, but <laughs> then you got to get the next deal done. So uh, good, good, good. Well, welcome everybody, and I, I hope you are ready for a, a just a. Power-packed uh, ride today. We've got a great topic. Last week, we really challenged sales leaders to lead by example, and and I just want to say thank you to all of the sales leaders who are out there. We we heard from many of you, just in terms of you know, and I, and I just I want I want to I just. I wish I could like create a poster board of the sales managers, the sales VPs and leaders who are out there leading by example, because uh, that is inspirational. And uh, I know your sales teams uh, appreciate it and uh, are, are just uh, thankful for that because in, in, sadly in some cases it's it's actually very rare. So uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, definitely uh, definitely check it out today though, we want to shift our discussion to, uh, to something that is near and dear to every sales professional's heart. And that is a topic that we're hearing more and more in the business world at large. Uh, and that is the topic of customer experience. Or since we're not Walmart selling toothpaste to customers, we actually want to talk about client experience because sales professionals have clients. And to set this up, uh, Larry's story uh, was uh, from his week this past week, I think, perfectly illustrates the critical importance of us considering our
0: client experience as sales reps. So, Larry, enlighten us. Oh, I I'm going to love talking about this because I think it's it's near and dear to every sales every sales professional heart is you got to take care of your clients because yeah. if you don't take care of your clients somebody else will. So, to expand on the story is I'll just use my personal experience this past week is, you know, as, as you know, and, and some of the listeners know, I'm president of my Kiwanis group here and the community where I live in and we meet every Wednesday morning and we're getting to the point now where our contract for where we're having our weekly meetings is coming up in a month and a half. So I think every salesperson out there can relate to this. Client agreements are coming up. Contract Our clients are happy. Time. Contract renewal this time. Expiring. Yeah. Right. So unfortunately, you know, I was, I didn't make my meeting last week cause we were out on travel, Daryl. And all of a sudden the conversation started coming up. Hey, well, we got to get together. We got to look at the new contract. We got to look at expenses, yada, yada, yada. Right. <laughs> and all of a sudden during the past week, they put us in a better room. They make sure the food experience is good. Right and so so, this, so then after the meeting uh just this pe- couple days ago you got bacon right we got bacon and so th- there there's a
1: <laughs> not just turkey sauce
0: that okay. you got upgraded no so listen listeners you have to understand i'm not a big breakfast guy but when you got a highly tenured group of people they love their bacon I, for some reason people <laughs> hey, love bacon i'll I i'll give a I shout don't, out for bacon uh, I don't eat bacon, but I'm not much <laughs> a breakfast eater. And you know that. So all of a sudden on Wednesday, they enhance the food experience. All of a sudden there's bacon there, right? Which I hadn't been bacon for six or seven weeks. Right. And this lady's Fresh going to squeezed orange
1: juice. omelet oh oh <laughs> bar." So
0: <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I'm sitting there and I'm just watching, right? Cause people are actually, my fellow Kwanis are going, God, we got bacon, right? They're all excited <laughs> for a while. So the client experience, our, experience was enhanced, right? Yeah. So after the meeting, I, their sales and marketing, their catering manager comes in and, and I don't like walking into these meetings by myself because I always like to have another quantity because I always like to have two ears on these, you know, another set of ears on this thing and it's feedback. So all of a sudden we're sitting there and the sales and marketing manager, catering manager says, so how's everything been going? And I said, well, Funny you should ask. <laughs> and I went on to tell her my experiences over the last four months. From this experience to this, you didn't support us in this event, right? Where have you been the last four or five months in making sure that our experience has been there? Mm. You really don't have any excuse because you work at this place, right? It's not like you come from another location. Right. You work there. So she goes, oh, I knew you'd bring up a couple of these, but I didn't think you'd bring up all of, you know, wow, th- all of this. I'm going, like, listen, we give you $50,000 a year as a not-for-profit organization. for breakfast. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of bacon. It's, it's a lot of bacon. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a good one. But what have you done to help us, right? What have you done to enhance our experience? Mm. Which means what have you done to proactively engage with us to make sure that everything's going okay? Not a month and a half before our agreement's up. Now you want to start kissing our backside, right? Mm. So let's expand on this as sales people. We can't take our customers, we can't take our clients, customers, however you want to refer to them for granted. Because if you take them for granted, don't be surprised if you get smacked across the face and say, you know what? We've decided that we're going to take this relationship and move on because, and this is what's going to happen with us. We've been at the same place seven years yeah. and I'm already looking and engaging with somebody else right now that can enhance our experience and provide something different than what we've been used to. Man, ouch. I mean, I just kind of feel the
1: pain of that because I know I've been there. I think we've all been there in those conversations where, you know, you can't bring the bacon and fresh squeezed orange juice out a month before contract renewal and and have everybody happy. And the reality is, I don't care what you sell. Um, there's always somebody there who is going to promise uh, a better experience. and And you better be, you know, and just think of that. If if that um, if that catering manager that salesperson had just been present, not at every meeting, but every month or two, you know, stuck his or her head in the back door and and say, "How's it going? How's everybody? We appreciate your business," um, you know, and, and paid attention and even just asked, um, I f- and and certainly understood the goals of the organization and supported, you know, your charity events and, and all of that. I think that conversation would have been much, much different, but now, you know, what the impact is now that loss of revenue over a five-year period is actually a, a you know, a staggering loss of revenue. And, yeah. It, it, <laughs> boy. And,
0: and cause I just saw something else. And, and, and this, the <laughs> at the very end of this, yeah, this person says, I think you may be, have you looked elsewhere? Okay. <laughs> Right. Hello. I'm not, A, I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) I am or I'm not just because you've already upset me. Right. But she, you know, this person goes, I don't think you're going to be hard pressed to find a place for a group your size at this price. Oh. And I go, listen, it's not all about, (laughs) it's not all about price. Right. It's about our experience and you working with us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the same thing with sales reps. It's not all about price, Oh my. but you, you have to spend the time to listen to your customers and listen to your clients and be engaged with them and not just sell them something. And then all of a sudden, a month or two later, you're gone. And then how do you build a relationship with somebody, Daryl, when you only see them every three or four months? And in some cases, maybe twice a year. Well, so
1: this just brings up all kinds of practical lessons that we can uh, apply and we will today. Um, and it comes back to this whole topic of client experience and what can we do as sales professionals to enhance the client experience? What, what, you know, what, are, what are the little things that we can do? And little things are big what are the little things that we can do to enhance the client experience? So I know, you know, the first one is, is, is obvious. It's, you know, ask and listen, right. Just ask and be present in terms of, of checking in on your clients and ask them how it's going and, and, you know, bring your, bring your ears and, and listen um, and pay attention, you know, listen, listen to what your clients um, are saying back. I mean, imagine, you know, and, and so I'm, you know, if you think about the real world sales example, one thing that was really, uh, as I listened to your sales story, Larry, um, you know, I know that so much of, of your sales story was stopping in and checking on your clients and dropping them a line and all of that, the types of things that in one sense, you'd look as a sales rep and go, what a waste of time. You know, I got to go out and sell I got to go close sales but if you look in you know and kind of parallel that parallel that to the catering manager and the bacon one month out from the from the the contract renewal it's the same thing you know we go in and try to renew a contract and they haven't seen us in in 2 years and we haven't checked in on them um we we've, we've got to be out there listening and asking and and checking in on people
0: yeah and and, and you <sighs> You know, this whole thing about relationships and listening and and it leads into a blog post that I'm in the middle of writing right now that I'll, I'll, I'll publish over the weekend is the same, the same thing as sales, salespeople must get curious about their clients. They must get curious about learning more about them, their business. What are they up to? How can they help? And, and that's what, that's what I uncovered years and years ago as a sales rep myself was I spent the time and I carved the time out of my day Mm -hmm. to see my clients. Absolutely. They, they knew, and this was just interesting. I mean, you've known me for a long time, Daryl. So, but what I would do is I would calendar in, you know, in my online calendar, I would take my top 35 accounts. Yep. And I would calendar starting on the first all the way to the last day of the month when I was going to see my top 30 accounts. Yeah. Yeah. And when I went, and when I went there, the whole purpose was, was to walk the floors, right? Walk the building, shake hands with people, just let them know I'm out there for one simple reason is to be, I was present, right? So I always wanted to nip a problem before it happened and nine times out of 10, I mean, there's gonna be problems, I mean, let's just face it, they're going to, stuff's going to happen, but those problems never became big, monstrous, knockdown drag out. Hey, we don't like you because dot, 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 right. It was, you know what? You were present. You, you came here, you shook hands, you built genuine relationships. And it goes back to an old it manager, friend of mine from, you know, an organization I work with Johnny and friends. He says, you know something, Larry, when you came by, I was glad to see you because I knew you weren't trying to sell me something every time. You were truly trying to build a relationship with me. Yeah. I think that's what sales reps can really get from this is if you're just present in your accounts and get curious about wanting to really build a really great relationship with them, the sky's the limit as far as what can happen. Just think of referrals. Just think about how much you learn from these people.
1: Well, and 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 other opportunities inside the the oh. as well. You know, it, it, I and I think we were are saying listen and, and ask, but really the the thing we should be saying b- bullet point number one on this is be present, yeah, be there. I mean, and in, in the case of your catering salesperson, I mean, imagine you know once again if every few months even she's already in the building, you stick your head in the door, and you know uh, say, Hey, how's it going? Uh, you know, and, and all of that, the, the, the thing about curiosity, and, and we had a podcast a while back about authentic curiosity. I think this is, this really is, is important because not only do we need to be present, we need to be, be paying attention to what's going on at the client's client's office. And, and, and we need to be paying attention as we're present to, to what's happening and be curious, uh, it was interesting. I got to be a part of some very interesting discussions this week about solution selling and and just working on a solution selling program. And, and one of the things that came out in that discussion was was the reality that one of the core skills of solution selling is curiosity. Is that you know just curious attitude to, to be able to go, well, what does that mean? Or how does that impact you? Or or what do you, you know, even as simple as what do you guys do around here and how does this work? And, and when you're present in your client account, whether that's physically or whether that is, is uh, you know, if you have to do that virtually when you're touching base, just having that curiosity uh, about how's it going and, and asking those, those probing questions to genuinely, curiously get to know them and their business and what's, what's going on. Um, so we've got to be present. We also, we also need to pay attention and, and watch and be curious uh, because I think in the middle of all of that, we're going to, uh, we're going to align ourselves much better with, with our clients. Um, just shout out to Mike Schultz and John Dor. I started uh, reviewing insight selling, again, last night, what a, what an amazing book. And, um, you know, the, the second stage of insight selling is collaboration. Well, we may do that during the sales process, but what about during the, between the sales processes? Yeah. are we <laughs> collaborating? Are we paying, you know, are we paying
0: attention to what's going on? Um, no, are it, we curious? And, and you bring, and you bring up some great points with that because again, it's, it, I'm not saying all, but a good portion of the reps out there if, if they just look at their current accounts, they consistently have their sales hat on. Now, granted, you have to have that sales hat on, right? You have to be thinking about driving sales revenue. You have to be thinking about smashing your sales targets. Right. But a big part of this is how, how much do you really know That's going on inside your current accounts. Mm. And that's what I really like about this insight selling is you can still bring fresh insight. You can still bring all day long fresh new insights, relevant information, get to know, be curious about what's going on inside your accounts and start educating them. And then can you imagine what could happen from
1: there? Well, and just to go back to the story you told at the beginning, you know, um, one of the the big issues was that, that that catering manager wasn't aware of a massive event that, that you hosted that, um, you know, was in the community that involved all kinds of other organizations. Um, if that catering manager had been paying attention, not only would, you know, would she probably sponsored the event? She would have been there networking and getting to know all these other potential, uh, potential clients. And, and it all comes, you gotta be present. You've got to pay attention. And, and, you know, these are the things that sometimes get written off as, Hey, I got to hit quota. So I don't have time for this. Well, you know, when it comes to the end of that contract, if you haven't been present and if you haven't been paying attention, your likelihood of getting that renewal is a lot less and thus your likelihood of getting quota is. So, you know, we've got to be efficient with our time. And I think a lot of, you know, something that has to happen is we got to look at those top accounts and go, how can I enhance that, that
0: client experience? So we talked about oh go ahead, Larry. No, I, I was just gonna say it's the same thing is that it's that complacent mindset is you know what, this was a seven year relationship. So how many salespeople out there and managers and organizations have had long standing relationships with their current accounts? Right? 10, 15 years, 20 years sometimes, right? I can go back to a story of a listener and I know she's listening to the mm. podcast who's getting ready to unseat a relationship that's been going on 40 years, Daryl. Wow. 40 year relationship that she's going to unseat because guess what? There's been the same experience, right? It's just been, all right. You know, we've been doing the same thing year over year, right? Decade over decade. Mm-hmm. And where's the relationship gone? What's happened? And, and sometimes people are just looking for what else is out there. Boy, that's, uh, yeah,
1: that, and, and I mean, kudos to that salesperson, but to be on the receiving end of that, getting the notice that, you know, your 40 year relationship that you thought was in the bag is over. Oh my goodness. You know, those are, those are tough days in sales and those happen when we don't pay attention to the customer, the client experience. So, yeah. Well, so, and, and I would add another layer to paying attention and it's going to kind of, uh, bring us into the last point, which I want to bring up as well Is we need to pay attention to, to our clients and what's going on in their companies using some of the tools we have enab- available to us, um, in the, you know, in the world of, of online and social, we need to be listening. I know you're a huge advocate for social listening and it, it doesn't take a whole lot of work to look at your top client's, you know, and, and maybe even make this a habit when you, when you, you know, close a deal, follow them, follow their Twitter, follow their Facebook, follow their LinkedIn and, you know, and consume their blog and newsfeed and set that all up in a place, you know, and you like Flipboard, I like Feedly, um, you know, set that up in a place where you can go every day uh, or at least every couple days and flip through and see what's going on. So that when you do get face to face with them, now you're in touch and in line with, with what's going on. And I think of that, you know, once again, I think of your, your catering rep, even, even if, if all she had done was follow the social media for your organization that, that brings her $50,000 a year in bacon sales you know if she had followed that, she would have known about the event that was coming up and would have been able to go, "Hey Larry, that's an exciting event congratulations how's it going you know just would have totally changed the landscape of this whole thing and it you know we're not talking about hours and days and days of work we're talking about simply listening to what's going on using the social um, tools that are out there and, yeah. and so simple but
0: it all goes around the client experience yeah and and there's and there's really no excuse for not doing this anymore Daryl because yeah. we all have smartphones you can put apps on your phones right I, I right. mean that's that's get not beyond, that complicated That's just get beyond the silly excuses but if you you know th- let's just run the math on this that's just take let's just say for instance you're a you're a you have a small sales team you got say what five ten sales reps mm-hmm just take the number of accounts that each one of those sales reps are managing. And let's just say minimum. Each one of those accounts has got two social platforms. I'm sure some may have more. Yeah. Can you imagine what your sales reps can learn about your current clients? If they just listened to them and, and what was happening good or bad, right? Oh, absolutely. So, y- y- you know, now it, I, it's I, almost at a point where, you know, my ch- my challenge would be to all the executive management and sales leaders, I mean, you got to, I mean, you have the most to lose. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, why wouldn't you be listening
1: to what's going on out there at your key accounts in particular? And uh, yeah, it's so true. I mean, literally, um, in one of the, the businesses that I help lead, I, uh, saw a social post this week and noticed that one of our current clients is, you know, at a conference with a competitor. Well, if I wasn't listening and paying attention, I wouldn't have known that. Now, at least I do know that. So at least I'm aware of it and, and can understand it. Um, but this is, you've got to listen to what's going on and you need to do it face to face. You need to do it socially. The last point I want to bring up is, as we kind of wrap this up today and and is, yes, we got to be present. Yes, we need to pay attention um, both while we're present with them and, and on social, The last thing though, is I think we need to remember their goals. If you're an insight seller, you know that it's important to connect the dots and it's important to really understand that client's business goals, not just their problems, but also their aspirations and, and where they, they want to go. And so I think, uh, and I'm guilty of this. I really am. I think that during the sales process, and I'm a solution selling guy, uh, I, you know, every sales methodology I've ever been involved in and everything that I do personally always begins with business goals. And we remember those and we, you know, uncover the problem. We come up with a solution and we hook it back to the goal. That's great. We do that during the sales process. And then we forget about the business goals after that. And and one of the things that we, sh- we, as to get the client experience, right. We need to make sure that we're always aligned with their business goals. So when we are talking to them, whether it's a, you know, we've stopped in or checking in with them online or whether we're, you know, we have a maybe more formal, like a quarterly business review, it's important. We started the sale around helping them achieve their goals. We should always bring those goals back up. So, you know, Hey, Larry, you said that you guys, you know, are, are expanding into the, um, you know, into the San Francisco market because you want to be closer to the Giants games. Oh, that was a good dig. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you can, you can dish it right back. Who's going I to the series, baby? I know. So, I know. I know. Larry, hey, you said you want to expand into the San Francisco market. Uh, you know, tell me, how's that going? It Bring that back into the conversation when, you, when you're present, you, you know, Hey that new you know that new product launch you were talking about it sounded really exciting i saw the press release how's that going and and so always be appealing back to those goals because what happens then is we get in alignment with the client and we're connected to their core drivers and when that you know when that all comes down to it at the renewal time or or when the competition calls and they are calling and they will continue to call that uh, that client is going to look and and the competition is going to be like water off a duck's back because they know that their current uh, that your your partnership with them is you're part of the
0: team when you align with their goals. Well, I, you know, I I just have to add one more thing to that. When you start talking about you know the business goals, yes, is even if you can't directly help them achieve one of those goals, maybe somebody within your network, one, a center ah, of influence, beautiful. somebody that you know may be able to help them achieve that goal. And, yeah. it, and it goes back to, you know, you know, I have coaches and mentors and one of my coaches is really just coaching me on this right now is, you know, in, in order to get, you must give. Oh so, man. Yeah. So can you imagine if your current Client, you know, you can help them achieve half their business goals because it directly relates to what you do, but yeah. the other 50% may not. But if you want to get something more from your current clients, which is, you know, more business, right? Be able to sell them more things that, that you have, mm. help them achieve a hundred percent of their business goals by providing somebody inside your network, some referral, even if you go do the research yeah, for right. them on how to help them solve that goal. So I just wanted to add that. Well, guess
1: what? I mean, if you're out and you're present with your current client base, you're going to have people to refer and exactly. Oh it's my god, Referrals. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Mike Garrison. And, and all of this, you know, is all around saying, what can I do to enhance my client experience and, uh, this is, this has been, uh, this has been a ch- like always challenging discussion. I feel like, you know, the, I've got three fingers pointing back at me in terms of things that I need to do in, uh, in my own life. And as a, as a leader and, and in the sales thing, well, the, 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 you know, these are our therapy sessions, Daryl. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, uh, this is, you know, this is gut level honest. So, um, our challenge this week is uh, just write these three things down, maybe on a three by five card or on your smartphone. And, you know, how can I be present? How can I be present in my accounts? Who are my top clients? And how can I be present uh, on a consistent basis, not just a month before the contract renews? because I mean, how awkward, right? How awkward all of a sudden you got bacon and you got a, you know, a guy in a chef's hat making omelets and they're, you know, you've got fresh baked cinnamon rolls. And before it was like a half stale turkey bacon and <laughs> runny you know scrambled eggs, all of a sudden the, the experience gets better it's like so inauthentic right it's like so fake if you're just if your value proposition is you're going to be cheap then just be cheap and give us the runny eggs and we'll, yeah. we'll go with it right but don't don't all of a sudden a month before all of a sudden start getting all nice you know it's so just
0: <laughs> smarmy is my word of the day right and people can smell; they they will uh, smell this a mile away. So okay, so be present, pay
1: attention, remember your client's goals, bring that into those conversations, and ask them how it's doing. And you're going to be thrilled and surprised at what you find. So once again, everybody, thank you for joining us this week. We've had a blast, um, and this has been challenging. Uh, we we look forward to hearing your feedback. Uh, look us up, Larry Levine, on. LinkedIn. You can look me up, Daryl Amy on LinkedIn at Daryl underscore Amy, um, and at Larry one Levine on Twitter, find us, let us know how this is going. Um, if you are one of our vendors, I hope you check in with us and, uh, no, really seriously. Thank you so much. Take, take this seriously. This client experience thing. I'm telling you, this is something that customer experience, client experience is something that's being talked about all over the place. And I think In sales, this is something we can really capitalize on to be true sales professionals, maximize our results, and uh, maximize the impact we're having with our clients. So as always, be real, be genuine, be authentic, do the hard work, be present, and most of all, sell from the heart.
0: Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.